Are you ready for change? Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. You're listening to the Mr. Change Agent Podcast with your host, Ron Obit, pastor, teacher, recovery coach, author, and creator of Emotional Relearning. He's founder and director of Empower Ministry, and glad you're here again, Ron. This has been a fantastic series, talking about habits. I've learned a lot, and I'm sure the listeners have as well. And, you know, we talk a lot about, uh, last time, about being your own change agent, Mm -hmm. that they have the power to do this, that, that they don't have to believe the lies, and et cetera, et cetera. But we've talked about triggers, and... I know you talk many times about looking for emotional reasons for those things that trigger these habits. Why don't you talk about that? I mean, I'm sure the listeners are going, man, this is fascinating, but what habits do I have or what are sure. my triggers? So right. let's talk yeah, about that's that. Yeah, that's good because here again, we talked about last time being your not only change agent, but being a detective, mm-hmm. uh, being uh, in an an inventor that looks for ways of creating things. He keeps and, looking till he finds Sure, yeah. right. And so likewise, I'd say if we're going to talk about triggers, there's probably three areas at least. Uh, one is in our emotions, you know, the, the emotional situations. The other would be in our environment and then in the situations we're in. So let, let's talk about that because if we're going to extinguish the triggers or ignore them or whatever, we got to know what they are. And so uh, some of the emotional triggers are, for example, I participate in my habit. And let me just go down a list. And, and why don't you think as I'm saying these, hmm, yeah, that one applies to me. And they can get this, by the way. We'll talk at the end. They, this will be in the free ebook I'm giving them. So okay. they'll have the checklist. But I participate in my habit after celebrating something you know, celebratory type things, catches a lot of people in substance abuse. They could be saying, look, I'm going to be abstinence. They decide that this stuff, I just can't do this. But then all of a sudden they're after a football game or the team wins. And all of a sudden, before you know it, they're they're doing it again. Mm-hmm. And for them, that's bad. You know, some people can, you know, limit themselves. Uh, a lot of people can't that have struggled with that. So uh, when there feels like there's nothing to do, Boredom sometimes can really get us, and we have a whole thing on boredom that we can talk about in a future podcast. After coming home, uh, following a great time, you know, now all of a sudden I'm home and everything shuts down. Uh, A lot of times I'll fall into my habits then. After getting a lot of bills in the mail, well, it doesn't take a brain scientist, neuroscientist to figure out that stress, right? Stress is the key thing, really. Stress is more than, than anything else that triggers us. After watching a horror movie or arguing with my spouse, uh, celebratory would be like getting a paycheck, right? When I'm feeling anxious, it's a huge trigger a lot of times when I'm feeling anxious. When I feel a headache or a body ache, sometimes it's a body cue that goes on. Or if I've been frightened, when, when I feel bad or I feel a sense of shame, that's a powerful one. So, you know, there's other things, uh, a lot of things like that. Maybe I've wasted money and I feel bad, you know, so after some kind of regret, I'm starting to feel depressed, you know. So a lot of these things. And here again, the brain is funny enough that it can stimulate some of these things. I mean, I've seen people that uh, play the victim role when there's nothing, to, they're not really a victim, but they, they're so used to it, you know, they're so used to it. So the brain 
it's funny when we want a reward sometimes we'll we'll do it you know <laughs> we'll start feeling depressed where we can reward ourselves i mean don't underestimate how crafty well, we our, do our that brain as children, can be don't we? well sure children do that and so sure. the brain will just say that it worked for me when i was a kid so i'm sure. gonna fake myself out sure yeah, yeah. i remember a friend uh, had broken his arm Mm-hmm. We were in elementary school, and boy, did he get all the little girls to pay attention to him. So I thought, man, nothing like that happens to me. And then I remember we are in a paper route, and I fell, and I hit the corner of this porch and cut my lip open. I had to get 16 stitches, and I thought, oh, great, now all the girls will, you know, pay attention to me. Well, what I didn't realize is that my lip was going to puff out so bad I looked horrible, and all the girls ran from me. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of backfired. I mean, it didn't. Uh, that one didn't work. But uh, yeah, we we are funny that way. But then there's there's triggers in our environment, and I encourage a lot of people to go through their house and and look at at where where were they triggered. You know, so there's the living room, the dining room, the family room, kitchen, bedroom, bathroom. You'd be surprised what you associate with your triggers. You know, it's, you're talking mm-hmm. about basically how to manage our triggers, now. right? So you first off, be aware of them. Yes, yeah. Be well. Those were emotional triggers mm-hmm. that I talked about. So you okay. here again, if you the, the the secret is catching this before it goes into a full-blown, I got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. Realize uh, they're triggers. Sure, realize okay. that they're triggers. And if you can stop it there, you've won the battle. See, okay. that's the scout looking for the, the enemy coming. You know, yeah. if you can okay. see them before they get to your door, <laughs> you're a lot better off. And so that's that's the thing. There's three parts to what I call emotional resilience. The first is emotional recognition. And so in this case, let's call it trigger recognition. You want mm-hmm. to recognize it first. Mm-hmm. Then then you start modifying the behavior. So recognition is very, very important. Okay, so now we're talking about how to manage them once you're aware of some of these triggers. Sure. So you, th- you sit there, and then what you do there is you go in hindsight, right? Okay, what happened? What happened back then? What started this? For example, person that's uh, been drinking hard liquor on the rocks, right? Well, if he just hears the ice in an empty glass, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, Pavlov's dog again, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why we it's learned behavior, so we can unlearn behavior. Well, what's a basement or a bathroom or a bedroom or a family room have to do with it? You were just listing all those areas. Well, for example, in your kitchen, if that's where you always got your cake, right? Oh, okay. And so every time you walk into it, don't forget, the, the, there's a powerful reward here. Let's take a person trying to overcome porn. I mean, there's a strong stimulus going on here, right? Mm-hmm. That's a sexual uh, thing going on there. So if he had magazines uh, hidden I- under a certain place in the house, every time he walks in that room, if he's in the right ad- atmosphere, then guess what he's thinking of, you know, even if they're not there. So these kind of things, just for that second, allow that striatum to say, oh, boy, and the striatum starts pumping out that dopamine. So you're saying be aware of your surroundings. Take an inventory. Yeah. Start Go through your house. Be aware of where these things are. Yeah, and change them. Start changing, you know. There was a, a person that adopted a, a child from overseas, and the first couple months, everything was going great. The little child was doing fine, and uh, they finally got around to painting the bedroom. You know, it was about six months later or something like that. All of a sudden, this child just couldn't sleep, started crying and crying and crying. They couldn't figure out what, what did, what's, what's changed, what's going on. Only thing they could think of is they painted the room. Well, they called the orphanage overseas, and they found out they had painted their room the same color of the orphanage 
uh, room where that baby was. And so when the baby saw that color, it associated the trauma of that orphanage. And it was just, it was just, and that's in a little baby. So, I mean, the brain knows what a trigger is. We need to try to replace things, change things, change them around. Sometimes I say, you know, move the furniture around, paint it different, start creating new triggers, uh, positive triggers, you might say. On an earlier podcast, you mentioned the, the guy who used to drink and maybe his favorite watering hole Mm-hmm. was halfway home on a certain right. street. And you're saying, hey, every time he goes by there, he's going to think of that. And you're saying, hey, might be a few miles out of your way, but don't drive that way home anymore. Yeah, here again, it doesn't have to be forever. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to create a new habit. You know, people think they can go around the same people, friends, and everything else. This is classic. It happens all the time, especially like uh, your more powerful drugs, you know, like uh, uh, cocaine you know, which has such a strong excitement to it. And a person knows that it ruined their life. I mean, they spent thousands of dollars. They don't want to go back to it. But all of a sudden, they think they can chum with their old friends again. Now, they haven't been in recovery even six months yet. I mean, for some of the hard addictions, you need a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really do need a year to really change some things, and even then. But a lot of these habits need some time to uh, take hold. And so, yes, I'd say if, if it's a certain place, the way you go home, I would change that for a while. Uh, the way you dress. I, I told in one of the podcasts, I'll mention again, I was trying to help this woman whose father was an alcoholic, drug addict, and he finally said, I got to change. And so he came in and, and here he, uh, he looked like, uh, you know, he was in the Grateful Dead band, you know, bandana, the vest, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, and I'm thinking, guy's dressing like Cheech and Chong what's he saying every time he looks in the mirror every time he puts that outfit on he's saying I'm a drug addict now Mm -hmm. that's Please don't send me letters about that. I'm not saying everyone that dresses like that is a drug addict. I'm Nor saying those for, celebrities per se, right. but it was a culture as well. But for saying. him, that, that was his was. attire, you know. And and so, so no, no letters about Cheech and Chong. Please, no, no, you know? please, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. No offense. Well, everyone who ever but, saw their movies know that it was a stereotype. Right, right. And uh, so, so that that's the point. We get these stereotypes in our own mind, and we don't change them. Cut your hair, you know. Change, get rid of the beard. Uh, you know, do, if you're going to make a change, make a change. And, and it's, that sounds like it's extreme. Well, for some of these habits, it is extreme. Yeah. It's time to get extreme. And it's not a bad extreme. Changing your appearance for positive something, that's a nice thing. So you know what I'm talking about in your own personal experience. You know, you know whether that needs to be it. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Where you work, uh, where you go on break who you go on break with, a lot of those things. So examine yourself. What are your triggers? What do I need to change, even if it's just for a month or two, till you can get that new habit established? Fantastic. Ron, this has been just awesome. And I I really feel the audience is going to resonate with this stuff. And, And if you are, and I'm sure you are, tell your friends about it. Get them to look at this Mr. Change Agent podcast. And go ahead to the YouTube channel. There's so much there. Just go to YouTube and their search line, put Mr. Change Agent. Boom, Ron's picture will come up right at the top. Click that. It takes you right to the to the site. And there is a myriad of stuff. You just will not believe the teaching and everything that's there. It's a good place to start. Like it. Subscribe to it. Tell your friends about it. And that book he was talking about, a free book, ebook on triggers, everything you want to know about triggers, it's mm-hmm. uh, yours free. If you'll just go to the website, empowerforliving.com, empowerforliving.com forward slash trigger. 
That's empowerforliving.com forward slash trigger. And look at some of the other stuff on that website while you're there. So thanks for joining us on this podcast. Join us again, Mr. Che Jajit Podcast.